come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. We're a weekly movie review podcast where we watch a movie, then we tear it apart for your listening pleasure and edification. Uh, we want to remind you that you can reach out and uh, let us know how we're doing or talk about any of the movies that we've done or that we're going to do. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Giant Freak Show. On Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. Uh, by email. Saturday Night Freak Show Yahoo.com. Or on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. This entire month of January. We're doing something that we've never done before. That's not true. That's your liar. Uh, we did it last year, Colin. No, I mean, I guess it in a way. Two years we ago, have. Sean. Two years ago? Did we not? No, it was two years ago. Dead Heat, Rawhead Rex, and yeah, that was like twenty. Did we not do it last year? We didn't. I went and looked really. Back we skipped it a year. Feels like it was last year. It was two years ago. Really? <laughs> Wait, what we year skipped. is it? <laughs> maybe that's my problem. Maybe I just don't know what we? year it What's is. What's going on? Really? Yeah. We, did we actually skip? Or maybe a year? it was twenty seventeen. So did we, we just go through? Did we just go through January and just yeah. be like, yeah, yeah? Really? I thought yeah. we did this every year. Mm-mm. No, oh, wow. yeah, we did because I want to say like I last January I did buried was like my January I pick. So. I think. Ooh, yeah, so okay. that would have been. Wow, we just we would have been doing it then. That's weird. No, we should probably do it every year. It's fun. I don't know why we skipped a year. We should probably do it every year. Have we explained what we're doing every year? No, go for it, Colin. Uh, we're watching <laughs> movies that are chosen by you. Uh, dear Brailler, dear listener, dear you. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we took a bunch of suggestions. Uh, then we had you vote on them, and uh, we're watching the top four uh, vote-gettingest movies. Uh, we watched uh, Detention. We watched Super Mario Brothers. Thank you very much for that one. And Thanks. this week, we watched... Magic. Magic. <laughs> when you don't preface it with a Magic. movie chosen by you, yeah. then I'm, I'm lost. I know. We watched We're throwing Magic. off the whole uh, shebang here. Starring... Uh, Anthony Hopkins. And... And Margaret. Mm-hmm. Directed by... Richard Attenborough. Who is also... Well, you'd probably know him as John Hammond probably. from the Jurassic uh, Park movie. Right. Or Big uh, X from uh, Great Escape. One of my favorite movies. Oh, that's movies. right. <laughs> yeah, One of my was, favorite movies. Because he's an actor and a director. He is. And he has done uh, movies like Chariots of Fire, I think was his. I and, think so. Uh, boy, was it? Maybe not. He yeah. did... Um, not like, Chariots of Fire, but he did... Uh, hold on, I'm going to look him out up. Out of Africa. He did Chaplin, for sure. I Chaplin, Chaplin, yes, he did Chaplin. A Bridge Too Far. Bridge Too Far. Richard. There's something else, like, big in there. Attenborough. Yeah, and also an actor. And also an actor. <laughs> Wait, hold on, we, we can... Did he just... go blind in The Great Escape? No, that was Donald Pleasance. No, that was Donald Pleasance. <laughs> right. Um, uh, no, he was, like, the head of it all, and he got uh, taken out to a field... That's right. Shot That's by the right. fucking Nazis. Spoiler for the Great Escape. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, then spoiler for a movie that's like what forty or fifty like 40 years old. Years old. Yeah, yeah. Like three hours well, long. It's a great movie. If you yeah. have not seen that People movie, probably haven't seen it. Bridge Too Far, Magic. He did Gandhi. Gandhi. He that's the Gandhi. one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Gandhi. Academy Award winner for Gandhi. Gandhi. A chorus line. Chaplin, Shellands, and Love and So he only does Oscar bait, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, he did a couple Oscar baits. Oh, you know what? Two thousand seven was the last thing you directed. Did he? narrate 
those BBC Earth. Think, is that not David Attenborough? David, that's David Attenborough. Attenborough. That's right. David Attenborough. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's the other Attenborough. We got like Morgan Freeman on our version, but I and think, Oprah and Oprah, right? right. right, right. But if you yeah. saw it in England, it was Richard. Or, sorry, David Attenborough. Dave, yes, David Attenborough. Um, Richard so, Attenborough has passed away. May he rest in peace. 2014. That's right. His last movie was Goodbye, probably, John Hammond. Uh, Lost World. I think he was in Lost World. As an actor? Yeah. Remember, he's in the uh, bed. He's all like... Jack and the Beanstalk. I mean, he did uh, Technical Raincoat. He was in Elizabeth. No, he did things after Jurassic Park. Okay. A couple things. He's possibly in the Jurassic World. Um, Okay, so this movie was suggested to us by MF Mad. Oh. uh, Suggested Magic. So, well, thank you. Yeah, one, one more to go. How many people voted for this movie? A lot. I don't I'm, have it's that surprising because it, it would have to be a lot. Because I remember you said for like uh, it was at least like in the teens for Super Mario Brothers, so it had to have been yeah, like a teens. significant amount more for yeah. Magic, mm-hmm. which yeah. a movie that I had never ever heard of. See, this before surprises tonight. me. Yeah, I've never heard a ton about it. Haven't I've seen anything about it. it. Haven't seen pictures from it. You didn't, didn't know this movie didn't know existed. This existed wow. Until tonight. Wow. Didn't know that Anthony Hopkins did a dummy movie. Maybe because I hate dummies. <laughs> Why? This is a, this don't is like them. They creep you out? No. No, I have no problem with the creepy factor. I don't find them interesting. Uh, well, what's the recent one? Like Dead Silence? Yeah. When that came out? Yeah. That was James Wan, wasn't it? Uh, uh-huh. I worked in yeah. the movie theater don't when like, that came out. Don't like that movie. Uh, had no interest in seeing it. I just don't like movies with dummies in it. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, well, here's the thing. thing. I've been thinking about this. Have you ever seen a, a dummy in any sort of movie, TV show, whatever, where the relationship between the dummy and that handler uh, is normal and not no, not it's weird. never not it's, creepy. Exactly, that's no. it's only ever played as something creepy. It's right. never played. In and any that's other the only way. reason you introduce a dummy in a movie, I think. Well, it's I, just a, I mean, I was thinking about it because Arrested Development has a dummy, has a dummy bit, and that is like a mouthpiece for a character to get out his racist thoughts. Sure, so but again, like, that's a it, there's always, right. but a, it's not a normal relationship. That's what I'm saying. saying. There's, there's that's like the closest I could come to to like a normal <laughs> relation. Like you, it's always shorthand for the. This person's a creepy loner. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, anytime yeah. a dummy shows up. Because I'm thinking, even going back to, uh, there was a movie in the 60s called, uh, I think it was Dead of Night? Was that, it was like so. a four-part movie, and one of them's the ventriloquist. I think he has a dummy. I mean, that's like in the 60s. We're going back as far mm-hmm. as, I mean, obviously there was, uh, I was mentioning it during the movie, but there was a famous guy. It was Edgar Bergen. It's uh, Candace Bergen's uh, father. Oh. Uh, he had a dummy called Charlie McCarthy. And so that was, uh, they were like a big act on like night show, sure. night, night talk shows and stuff like right. that. Um, that's like Rich it's Little night show <laughs> as was mentioned in this movie. Yeah. Cause he could throw his voice right. Or he, Rich he did Little did impersonations. Imp- impersonations of people. Oh, yes. I guess we do have Jeff Dunham. Don't that's we? what oh, my, name, well, I was gonna say God. we have to dedicate a segment of this to Jeff Dunham. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we have to talk about God Jeff damn Dunham. It. I, to- I, I totally like, I was living in a world where I forgot he existed and now I've been Not brought lie, back. When he first came out and was like, maybe the first one or two special, I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. But you I like think prop it humor, wears, huh? what you like prop humor, huh? Well, I mean, it was like it was when it was different. When it came out, just like nobody's doing ventriloquism anymore, and no one's doing it with incredibly like, racist. Like, I, well, like I mean, Dunham I is. guess it. Well, looking back on it, it's yeah. a little bit more racist and a little more extreme than you know probably what you were used to. So yeah, maybe it was a little funny. You now it's just like, like the dummy that oh. pees himself. Or, no, that, no, okay, no. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I but it's 
it's just bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Well, and there was <laughs> no, that was different. I was gonna say like Crank Yankers was like a really popular. Show, it was, that yeah, was those like puppets. puppets. That so was, was more puppets. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. I peed in your pool. Yeah, <laughs> that's what made me think of it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was talking about peed and stuff. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Crank Yankers. <laughs> right, that's seen that somewhere. Yeah. 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 Because I'm like all my experience, I think, with uh, ventriloquism and movies is always like horror movies. Yeah. Did you ever see there was a Tales from the Crypt episode with uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite? I think I've seen this one. Oh, I think that was called the ventriloquist. I dummy. think I've so, seen that. Yeah, it's been a long time. I had a I think pretty I've good seen twist that, that I'm not going to spoil, but you mm-hmm. should check that. Colin, out. I can't believe we're watching a movie uh, about a ventriloquist with his dummy, and you have not busted out your doll. Colin has <laughs> no, a doll. I don't want to see it. You <laughs> Where can is keep the it. Doll. How is this not the first thing? Uh, I don't think I, I can't remember if I sold him or not. He what? may be in the back. I think he's in the back. I doubt he you sold be. him since we last <laughs> saw Michaela's him. You're telling me like I've been down here for how many hundreds of episodes now? On there's on a that doll. side of the wall. Oh there's a God. doll. I, I could have gone just, the rest of my life without no, knowing it's as that. As you think, and uh, Colin owns. I can't a doll. remember what his name is. Though. I don't. It wasn't Charlie either. McCarthy because Charlie McCarthy had a monocle and a top hat. This is no, not okay. your doll. No, okay, then that's not yours. This is your basic. It feels like your basic run of the mill like doll. No, he was based on like a nightclub act or something, but. Yeah, I can't remember what his he's, name was. How, not, how did you like? Did you find this creepy. in an attic of the house you moved into? How did you come into I, owning this? I, I, I probably picked it up at a garage sale. My mom was a purchase. She was a big garage sale uh, sailor, <laughs> and uh, probably got it when I was a kid. So I've had it forever. So he still and got tried it. to yeah, because I remember at school I would do like the ventriloquist dealio. Mine wasn't. Oh, cool. how did that work for you? You were real popular, <laughs> weren't you? I was really good at it. Yeah. Uh, I I think I had a book at one point like I'm on sure how you to you know, move sure your you mouth so you if can you actually. If you had a doll, I guarantee you yeah, had a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mine didn't have the inner gears or anything. It was a stuffed body, and it just had the uh, like pull string for the mouth, just for the mouth. Yeah, because so yeah, no, because you can you know they make ones where you can in this in this, this movie eyebrows this one's move. accentuated upper lip, bottom lip, eyes, yeah, eyebrows, this ears. This is a gizmo, yeah. very intricate doll. This is all funny because my kid has currently gotten into. Uh, he's inquisitive about ventriloquism and he would like a doll oh, where no. he can make yeah no i know i'm also creeped out just as interesting right like a jim henson type puppet instead we got to him like a, scratch we got that him, itch uh, uh, um uh i was gonna say cracker jack a uh um nutcracker okay. the mouth uh, yeah. for there christmas you, go. you could paint this and use this i got a movie you need so to we see. Use, so we use this to see if he wants to keep going or we'll just grow out of it so we're not dedicating ourselves to it yeah. so there's that well, we didn't even mention that this movie is written by uh, William oh, Goldman. William Goldman, based yeah. off his novel. That's insane. Well, he was a novelist before he was a yes. uh, mm-hmm. filmmaker. But, Very much. Uh, you may know him from uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Right. Mm-hmm. He's an Academy Award winning well, Did he win for that or All the President's Men? Uh, I think One of those got he definitely at, got uh, nominated for All the President's Men. I yeah. think he won for Butch Cassidy. Did you ever see Marathon Man with uh, Dustin yes. Hoffman? Yeah. Yes, I have recently. Safe? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That movie uh-huh. yeah. creeps me out. The magic and <laughs> yeah. everybody listening at least knows the Princess Bride. That was um, uh, of course. Yeah, William Goldman. And he was a script doctor. I mean he worked on a ton of stuff. Right. And he's worked on things you don't even know he's worked on. Yeah. Like he's just Maverick. Yeah. He wrote a movie that Maverick. I really like that a lot of people don't, The Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah. I actually I really lo- like that movie. I really yeah. like yeah. The Ghost in the Darkness. Me too. I used to watch it a lot because mm-hmm. it was one of those HBO all the time. On TV all the time. Yeah. Yes. It's really? like him and Michael Douglas, yeah. Val Kilmer and Michael yeah. Douglas. I'm like, I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Even now, Killer if you lock ones. eyes, you will be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. I had to bring uh-huh. that to the freak show Love it. Time. And Good didn't stuff. he do 
I think he didn't he do misery. He did the screenplay to misery. misery. As well. Yes, yeah. you're correct. All right, does, so we've got yeah. uh, some class act people, and Jerry Goldsmith did the music for right? Magic. Right. So this is like a legitimate movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bravo to you, dear listener and voters, that you. Uh, I know. Is it got too the, upscale for the Saturday it Night Freak Show? Feels like it is. <laughs> wow, it's just like wow, you're voting on good movies. Like you started out with Detention and Mario Brothers, and then you got to this movie. Wow, you guys are but, you schizophrenic. Know, I'm glad it happened because now I can finish this. I can finish this month now. You know. <laughs> uh, well. Now I don't have to rage quit listener requests. <laughs> right, you can finish off yeah. Dry January. And just yeah, like, All right, exactly. This movie doesn't make yes. me want to drink. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else. Yeah. Uh, the movie also stars uh, Burgess Meredith. Oh, thank God it does. Yeah. And like, I love watching Burgess, Burgess Meredith say words. That's all I can say about <laughs> that man. Like any any just combination of sentences, I'm just like, I love it. He's love really good. Delivery. He's watchable. He's good. But he's, he's like, good. I mean, his, his uh, you know, in Rocky... I mean, he's gruff. I guess that's always sure. what you like about Burgess Meredith is right. his roughness. But he comes off as more. I've seen him mostly in you know the old Twilight Zone episode and yeah. stuff like that, where or grumpy old men, where you know which he's he, acerbic. But and in Margaret's this, in that too. That's which right. I yeah, had, yeah. I had to like. <laughs> I was doing my backwards thing because I'm like I knew Anne Margaret before I knew she was Anne Margaret because From I was what? watching Grumpy Old Men. And oh, grumpy okay. old men. Like yeah. I, I some people I come to later on. I'm just like okay, I know who they are. And then I figure out, oh, that's Anne Margaret. Yeah, I'm just like, who is she? I'm trying to think, was she in is like Rio this? Bravo or something? No, that's Angie uh, <sighs> Dickinson. I think so. Yes, Anne Margaret was um, Bye Bye Birdie. And the Elvis I'm, we can always movie. look it up. She was uh, not Le- Viva Las Vegas. Anne Margaret, because there was a there was. I looked up a little bit of her bio, but Anne Margaret, when back in the sixties, I guess her fifties, was thought to be she's like happy currently. Holy shit! Yeah, she's still working. Yeah, oh, yeah. But she was thought to be the female Elvis Presley, and I guess they had oh, her really? record some of his uh, songs. But she did it in his type of way. Viva Las know? Vegas. Yep. And That's so they Rusty put Martin. them together in uh, in Viva Las Vegas. Apparently, wow. she had an affair with uh, Elvis. Who, did uh, who wouldn't? Who, who, who didn't? didn't and who wouldn't? <laughs> I would have an affair with Elvis you know, if I lived back then. All right, but I'll tell you something. like the coldest of takes. You know, no, <laughs> right, right. Okay. oh, I had an affair with Elvis. Yeah, oh, you're that. special. Yeah. All right, but okay, so I'll tell you His, something. Half his movies were based on that fact. Yeah. I'll tell you something you don't know then. She recorded. She had a baby by Elvis. <laughs> that would be something. Didn't see that twist. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh! She recorded a couple of duets with Elvis that were not released until after his death because oh. Colonel Tom Parker thought that she would upstage Elvis oh, in his shit. own songs. Oh, I mean, at shit. that point in his career, probably. Well, maybe. You know, if it was... Well, how, when did fucking Colonel Parker come into the picture? Like, that early? I don't know. I see. I don't know enough yeah, about Elvis. Me neither. I'm not, not an Elvis historian. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been watching a lot of Elvis movies recently. Yeah. We have uh, we had a, it was his birthday in January this month it was Jan it was Did they rebroadcast like uh, Elvis uh, what's a Hawaiian one uh, there's uh, Aloha uh, there's uh, Paradise Hawaiian style and there's Blue Hawaii I no, have the, watched a movie. lot of you know these. that that it was like a satellite oh, broadcast like a live, that oh, went yeah. everywhere oh, right yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Was, that's the one where you had the big white rhinestone mm-hmm. suit. Yeah. 
Okay. It was like Aloha Hawaii or something like that. Yeah, I remember this. I'm sorry, Elvis. Is this slightly yeah, fat Elvis? <laughs> yeah. This All right, is yeah, toward this the is, end. Yeah, this, this, is, yeah, this is yeah, Vegas style puffy Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I yeah. remember this. Elvis stops for me long before that. <laughs> <laughs> My Elvis window is very small. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is expanding because I have to watch it for work. So, mm-hmm. Did you know that Anne-Margaret had a disco hit like two years <laughs> oh. after mm-hmm. Magic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should look it up. How does it love, compare to Disco Duck? Ooh, love Rocket. Uh, Disco Duck's I would rather song. watch Disco Duck's better. Huh? Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but it was a hit, apparently, whatever the hell it was. Well, love, sure. With love Disco, anything was a hit. So. Love Bomb. Yeah, for that love, uh, five-month period, Disco was pretty big. Yeah. Um, all right. So Love Bomb. Love Rocket, <laughs> Love Bomb. like that? I don't know. I have to look it up. Uh, so this movie uh, stars Anthony Hopkins. Mm. He is a character named uh corky he is corky yeah because he's not he's not weird enough you know just <laughs> gotta <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, make right. him weird everywhere he can been a more famous corky since corky romano and uh <laughs> and look what, what happened and look him. what happened with that <laughs> thank you chris Catan. Oh, yeah. it's chris Catan and anthony corky, hopkins those sounds, are our corky you know what it does though the name i don't know if it did in the 70s but it makes him sound like uh, uh juvenile Right, quirky. Mm-hmm. Quirky yeah, yeah, is like yeah. a kid, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's definitely a kid's name. What? What would? What is the full version of Corky? Cork 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 Amberson B. Parish. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah, Cork Amberson. Is it a, is it short for something? It I feels assume. like. Oh, it's gotta be Corky. Feels like a nickname at some point. Yeah. Like, but it's not even like. No, it's not even like Cornelius. Short for Cornelius. Cornelius, yeah. yeah. Corky. Like, you know, because Court, Courtney, but Corky. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it because, yeah, you can't just name a kid Corky. Yeah. That's, Maybe you uh, can. Horrible. Yeah. There's uh, someone on uh, Clit- Clitorius. Clitorius, somebody, is wanted right now. She's a fugitive from Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's her name. No wow. joke. Mm-hmm. We went, yeah, that's we went, her legit we went, name. I we saw went, that news article. Yeah. Places. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just in, it's for strange names. So, Corky <laughs> is a lounge magician in. A shitty uh, one to start with. Yeah. It's, it I, I forgot. I've seen this movie before. I forgot that whole bit. I thought it that started That was like out almost with, painful to watch. I was like, God, okay, we get the point. <laughs> we get it. He sucks. <laughs> it goes on for a while. You see his whole act, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I like that they start with him just being just flop sweating and yelling at the audience yeah. just out of his out of anger for not stopping and paying attention to what he's doing and the movie does an interesting thing where he's he's recounting this to his mentor this I like this, magician yeah. but he's Merlin. telling him uh, the lie version of like yeah it was great and they loved it when i did this but we're seeing right uh like almost Over, a silent, a silent version. version of his of the reality of it yeah, yeah. that's one of those writerly things it right? is it's, yeah. uh, it's like yeah <laughs> it's a good time saving technique you mm-hmm. know? yeah and a year later all of a sudden quirky is on top he's in demand uh by he figured it out yes yeah He's somehow now this like magician everybody wants to see why or how or what was his gimmick? How did well, he, he introduced a new thing to his act because he needed some, uh, what did he say? Some charm, some uh, stage presence, some presence. What did, what, what did Merlin he said, call you, it? You got to find your charm. You got to find your charm. You got to find your charm. And his charm comes in the form of a dummy. Named Fats. Who I hate. Named Fats. <laughs> well, that looks would, looks just like Anthony look, Hopkins. May, just like an exaggerated. Made to look just yeah, like Anthony yeah, Hopkins. Yeah. It's and, even got the slight eyes because yeah. it doesn't fully open, mm-hmm. which is just like Anthony Hopkins. And the, the thing that's weird about it, I mean, I don't remember dummies being 
like, huge. Yeah, huge. It's I mean, huge. it's head gigantic, is bigger than Anthony yes. Hopkins' uh-huh. face. Mm, very much so. Yeah, Fat. I, think, I think that's a good way to go to make it more like uh, obviously, uh, I mean, terrifying and just like odd and just like off uh, off putting to have a giant headed dummy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it worked. <laughs> I don't like it. And David Ogden Steers is in this movie. He Stiers? is for like Steers. Steer, I'd say Steers for, for like Mash. five minutes. Yeah, but he's like an NBC executive. See, this is the, the other thing I thought was cool about this movie was like the showbiz world that it, that it exists in, yeah. at least at the beginning, feels like a real of the time showbiz world, right? Mm-hmm. Which I can only assume is because of Goldman's, you know, experiences in Hollywood. Sure, it's that like, he wrote that in there. Yeah, yeah. There's this name dropping and kind of like a very specific kind of sense of place. It's like, oh, right. I assume that you know what you're talking about, right? We're talking about how agents work and all this other right. stuff. And then there's the show going on and kind of like maybe a, a shittier nightclub. And then you're just like, no, come and watch him. You know, bring in, come in to see the talent and everything. It feels real. Yeah, from everything I've read, it feels like the right version of it of events. Because I was like, "Well, what the fuck?" And so, what if you you know you find this guy? But the way they lay it out, it's like so he's going to basically go. You know, his career tra- trajectory is to get on the Johnny Carson show, right. and then from there get a pilot, and then um, sure. You know. And that's that's like that was the thing, like to get a pilot on a, a, a broadcast network. Like that was your goal at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Work your way up to that point, and like maybe they'll offer you a pilot. Um, what I will say, I like what they how they explained why magicians don't do well. They do well in person, but not on television mm. by themselves. Is because the whole thing is about um, uh, what did he say? Misdirection. Uh, it's misdirection, and you can't do that when the camera of a, the television camera is focusing right on the magician. You need something to like misdirect them with, and that's isn't why, that where editing comes in, though? Like, I mean, well, yeah, yeah but once but you edit a magic then, trick, yeah. I think right. that's when, like, even now when I watch something, it's, there's a camera. Like, I don't trust it if there's editing. No, I mean, now when, you can't trust when it you get to that computer assist. Mm-hmm. You know. When you get to editing magic tricks, you get. Uh, now you see me, and now you see me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just those thinking about like the David Copperfield movies. specials right. that were like cultural events in the oh, 90s. Yeah. Right. Those I were big those. fucking deals. Yeah, big deal. But yeah. back then, I mean, when it was just like if if at that point three camera stuff, but mostly just the dead on camera. Mm-hmm. If you're going to watch a magician back in this time, like yeah. it's just focused on the magician, and you have nowhere to like throw the camera's look in order to perform your trick. Right. So yeah. he figured it out. He needs the dummy in order to pull that off. That's when he becomes a success. Yeah, because he's still basically doing card tricks. Yes, the same shit. But he's but, able to do it, and it's more magnetic for you know to watch him because right. you're watching the dummy and you're checking to see is his mouth moving. Right. So you're not watching his hands at all, right. which is how he's able to accomplish mm-hmm. these illusions. Um, the uh, so the Burgess Meredith character, like one thing that he proposes before, uh, you know. Superstardom takes over because it seems like we cut uh, through a couple of different eras. So some time has passed. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, uh, um, that, you know, once you're on Carson, blah, blah, blah. And then there's right. a and when piece he asks of you back, yeah, it's yeah. like you've already been on Carson a couple of times, but the movie doesn't give you right. those like a year later. No, it doesn't. But yeah. You, you figure that out. And did he, uh, were they at the Four Seasons when they were talking about? I think so. I think yeah. so too. That's, that's, free what it, lunch. that's what yeah. it. Fe- that's what it felt like <laughs> because it it feels like a passage of time and they're like meeting for lunch and like this is the Four Seasons, right? Like we know he's made it, yeah. Because that's what it says. Like once I ask for lunch at the Four Seasons, you know you're in the clear, yeah. So it felt like that's where they got to. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so. 
I don't know New York enough to know, but it looked right. like sure. Right. The four yeah, seasons. That's fine. Um, Wouldn't say it if they weren't setting it up for something. But one of the things that uh, Corky needs to submit to is a medical exam, mm-hmm. which I think we're supposed to take is a psychiatric exam. Is yes, part of it because the physicality would probably be fine. It's a psychiatric part that would not be good. And he must at this point kind of suspect something or he knows something, right? Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't want to take the exam, and he's like, he's going to give away stardom because of it. Burgess Meredith is right. like, you're crazy kid, and he keeps pursuing him, mm-hmm. but. Corky's like, that's it, I'm out, and I'm going to take off to the Catskills and go lose myself. Well, he, I guess he's, he's... They all go to the Catskills. He, well, he goes back there because he's from there. Right. Well, that's where all like acts like that from back in the day, comedians and magicians and whatnot, they came from the Catskills. That's where they toured and everything, and they would, if they were good enough, they made their way to like stardom and you know the major spotlight. Yeah. So he goes back there and to a woman that he knew 15 years prior. Peg. Yeah. Peggy Ann Snow. Yep. Played by Ann Margaret. Ann Margaret. Um, and this is, I guess, where the movie kind of settles in for what is actually the plot. Because, I mean, again, yes. I, I barely remembered, having seen that the last time, that there was some stuff that took place in New York City. The whole movie yeah. is basically this uh, lake set, you know, uh, <laughs> It's thriller. a Jason movie, yes. <laughs> it is the ugliest time of year though holy shit this movie is like gray and brown right yes yeah, like wall nothing on the mud. trees it's muddy it's just shit it's yeah ugly ugly yeah. as all. and maybe that's the point and maybe that's you know to sure. establish mood or whatever but like i was just like for a little bit there i was like was this shot in like the shittiest part of england in like <laughs> the rainiest season it feels like the shittiest part of new england yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be catskills right Catskill, yeah no, no. Uh, i feel like they shot at new england is that like yeah. upstate new yeah. york mm-hmm. right so yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So who we talked about? Like, but Fats, uh, the right, dummy, the has dummy. a very distinct personality, and I guess this is not spoiling anything. This is where the movie is going. It's the uh, that you know, much like uh, uh, Psycho, uh, we're going to end up finding ourselves aligned with a mentally unstable person who has a split personality, and in this case, it's his dummy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's Fats like? kind of vulgar and inappropriate right i mean that's kind of the act that they go with but it feels <laughs> the act is that way because that's his alternate personality within mm-hmm. fats all the things he wants to say but doesn't want to be held accountable for saying right. he because says kind through of, the dummy right because he's kind of a milk toast maybe character he's just like quirky? He's little, yeah quirky he's a little shyer he's just not you know as out and about and so that Having the dummy helps with that other side. I mean, again, that's his charm. He found it. it it's he's more charismatic with the dummy. So yeah, you the can dummy, say all this stuff, and right. people actually laugh at it. Right, where mm-hmm. you couldn't say that kind of stuff. Well, I assume he just wouldn't express it. He wouldn't at do it all. himself. Right. Yeah. So, so the dummy does that on stage and uh, in private all the time. All the time. All the time. Won't stop talking. <laughs> Can't stop talking for five minutes as we're shown. That's okay. The thing. So, okay. If if you met someone for the first time and they were having a conversation with you with this dummy like not you're not going to their act they're like right I'd be in like, a hey, normal setting uh what's that It'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you like yeah, that's you know that? to me that's the same as like i've seen uh interviews with uh musicians you know rock musician guitarists who sit there and they're picking away on their guitar during an interview where they just mm-hmm. they're swinging they're it around with their instrument. They're playing with it. it's like it's always there mm-hmm. you know just they have to have their hands on it at some point like it's part of them almost mm-hmm. i, sure. I kind of took it that way like okay. i think if 
I was to come in here and start talking to you with a dummy, which is probably going to happen before the night's oh, over. God. I would hope uh, so. Oh, no. the, uh, I'm, I'm asking for it, please. <laughs> that would be weird. That's what I'm saying, though. But that, he walks into rooms where with people yeah, he's, he's never famous, met before. But he's famous. They all know. At the point when we see that happening and everybody seems to respond to it, well, would, he is quirky. I wonder if right. Jeff, do you think Jeff Dunham does fans. that? Do you think Jeff Dunham walks no, around with No, no, I think he... <laughs> I think he hates it. To tell you the truth, I'll bet he never does it outside of uh, having to be on stage. He'll work on that shit in private, but I'm pretty sure he hates. He would not bring that into any conversation or in any room whatsoever. What do you think he I would? I feel like this is a, self, a self-loathing yeah. with that guy. It's got to be. Jeff Dunham, you're saying that? Yes. Not Corky. Not Corky. Yeah. Jeff Dunham. What do you think he would do if, like, he's about to go on stage and, like, his trunk of all of his, his like, ventriloquist dummies is just gone. It's just missing. He doesn't have Corky? any of it. No, I'm Jeff Dunham. Oh, Jeff Dunham. Because he has, like, what, seven or eight different ones or something like At that? What point, if his yeah. trunks just all go missing? What's uh, he going to do? Does he have a routine that is not based on Racism dummies? or sexism uh, yeah. or uh, yeah. uh, anything like that? I don't mm-hmm. know. I think he'd be pretty much at a loss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's so cancel saying, the like, show. He might hate it, but that's all he's got. That's all he's got. I think he hates that. That is that is all he has. He made that choice, man. He, sure, I think it went too far. He's like, well, I can't oh, come back. He's crying this. all the way to the bank. That yeah. dude's a fucking bajillionaire, yeah. so I don't feel Jesus. bad for him. Didn't he have his own show on Comedy Central at one point? Even? He did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. So he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he'll be, yeah, he'll be fine. He's uh, not funny, but he he'll be fine. Yeah. So there it is. Well, I mean, I'm assuming everything you just said would probably p- apply to Corky as well. He loses at, at a certain if he, point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So I guess the you know the 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 main uh, thing that happens here is he does rekindle the romance with his childhood. Well, he wasn't even sweethearts. He had a crush on her. Right. Uh, and, and now she's right. grown up. She's uh, got an unhappy marriage, and she to Duke. is to Duke, who's played by. Yeah, what's his name? Who is this guy? I've seen his him. His name is Ed Lauder. I've seen Ed Lauder in familiar. many places. And uh, uh, I feel like I've seen him many times before. Well, guess what, ladies what, sir? and germs? Ed Lauder, with this movie, has made his way on to oh, the Saturday Night Freak Show Hall of Fame. Thanks to MF Mad, who made the list and documented. Wait, was it MF Mad or Mad Sack? Uh, he's got a Twitter handle. And a Facebook handle. So he is both people. He has a dual identity, much like the wait, characters. Wait, in, MF uh, Mad is Madsack? Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Oh, I didn't know they were the same person. So I thought MF for- Mad was somebody else and Madsack was somebody else. Oh, shit. I well, thank so you. Because he has determined that Ed Lauder has starred in Magic. He okay. was also in The Rocketeer. And he was in True he Romance. He was the fucking FBI agent in The Rocketeer. Right. And what was the last one? True Romance. He was Captain Quiggle. Sure. But he was uncredited. I remember him from in that Rocketeer. Movie. That's what he was I on an episode of The Office at one point, too. What, for, as what? Uh, Sam Stone Sr. in 2013. So it was one of the later seasons. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, after yeah, season seven, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, in my mind, he's always a police officer. But it yeah, could he's be because good, it's, he's it's true FBI romance dude. Yeah, with where those two guys yeah. are trying to pitch the idea of going and busting this kid Clarence. Right. Kid. I love this guy. Right. Okay. Go, you know, whatever. Right. He's, and he's in the fucking bulldog in The Rocketeer. Okay. He's yep. got so yeah. many credits. He's been in everything. I like this guy. Yeah. So she and Margaret's married to him. Peggy Sue's married to him. But this is an Peggy unhappy. Uh, that's right. Peggy, <laughs> Peggy, Peggy Ann Snow. This is not Peggy Sue got married. <laughs> it's an unhappy marriage. And he happens to be off on a quote unquote business trip at this point. Like in time. you do. And because of that, 
a romance blossoms between big famous Corky from the city, the ventriloquist magician extraordinaire mm-hmm. who comes into her life. And so, uh, Corky, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a ventriloquist, and uh, don't even have to get that far because the first time he talks to her, he's he's every time she sees him, he's carrying it around. He doesn't even have to say what he does. Yeah, it's obvious. I was kind of surprised the relationship in this movie is he does a lot of yelling at her. Which oh, I'm like, is a yeah, attractive yeah, the in the 1970s? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's very intense. Very intense. <laughs> but I, you like, it's the intense artist. It was uh, attractive in the 70s, I guess. Yeah, uh, Jackson Pollock, thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. Just squirt some shit at a, yeah. at a thing and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I, I know that they, they sleep together. You know, this all culminates in a mind reading uh, thing that is ultimately right. revealed to be a gag, uh, but it wins her over. And they sleep together, and from that moment on, he's like, let's just take off and get out of here. We're going to go start a new life, and this will be a new chapter, and blah, 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 blah. Um, And that's basically where the movie starts to put its screws to you, you know, because all of these things are going to happen to make that absolutely impossible. (laughs) Because, number one, uh, there's always already somebody else in this relationship, and that's Fats. Uh, Fats. And eventually, one day, the uh, husband does come home. Well, sorry. Before that, uh, Burgess Meredith shows up. Right. Yes. Tracks Quirky down. Does and Burgess show up before uh, Duke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, Burgess shows up uh, during a Quirky is having an argument with Fats. Yes. Uh, I think about leaving with uh, Peggy. Right. I think so. Because everybody does stuff with the doors open in the right. In yeah. Uh, at this cabin. Sorry. Nobody makes sure they're like alone. A, yeah. She owns a seaside like resort and he's in a cabin. Yep. Okay. Um, and Burgess <laughs> Meredith shows I'm sorry. up. A seaside resort. Well, lakeside. A lakeside. It is, lakeside it resort. Is a, all There's right. A body we're going to go from it seaside is, resort. It's a lakeside cabin. Yeah. Let's, let's just like make sure we're there. Plural. Yeah. Two. They're like, did you guys know how murky and dirty that fucking water was? Again, you couldn't yeah, see shit is, in that water. Like, that's like, this it's is. It's like real, man. This is real yeah, as this hell. Is the, they this is before the they ugliest, color correct it and turn it blue. I know. Right. They t- picked the ugliest time of year to film in this place, though. Again, Jason lives in this water. Yeah, yeah, but that's why nobody else is there. That gives yeah. them privacy right. for this kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Yeah, nobody wants to be there when it's ugly. Mm-hmm. How well did the... So, number one, uh, you know, if you're if you're laying out this movie, the thing that has to work in order for you to be invested later is the love story has to work. Did it? No. So we're talking about between Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret. Yes. Were you in? Were you like, this is the sweetest thing? Like, this is just what this guy needs. I can see. I mean, at first it was future. okay. It's, 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 it's well, cute. Up to, the, up to this point, up to the point where Burgess Meredith shows up. I think, I think yeah. so. It works for me. I, it's cute between them because they're still like, hey, I had a crush on you years ago. You had a crush on me. Nobody ever said anything out loud. You know, and they're just kind of feeling each other out, and they're being all right. And she's kind of dorky because she's like, "Oh, I love the fucking, I love fats." (laughs) Living in isolation is not good for her, right? That's That's the thing. It's just like she's lived by herself too long, Mm -hmm. and now we get this. So she's like, anything that any person that comes, she's like, "Ah, I love it. So that's kind of her personality at this point. But I think it's kind of cute between them. They're just like reconnecting and everything. So I think up to this point, yeah, it works for me. Yeah, I like them. They're kind of cute together until you know mm-hmm. people start going psycho. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's cute. Well, I mean, 
his psychosis, I mean, I guess, you know, you're kind of like, because, I mean, the big test of it is this scene, uh, which I thought was suspenseful. I mean, it, and it's basically, you know, Burgess Meredith walks in on him having an argument yeah. with uh, Fats. He says, no, 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 this is just a bit for the act. Yeah, it wasn't practicing. real. Mm-hmm. And then Burgess Meredith challenges him to sit for fi- make Fats shut up for five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you can do that. We'll laugh of this away, yeah, but if you can't, scene. we got to go. I got to like get you to uh, get a psych, you know, talk to a doctor right. and we'll get this fixed <laughs> so you can continue in, on in your career. Yeah, this is good. I like this. Mm-hmm. Was it suspenseful? What was yeah. going through your head when this was uh, happening? I I was just like, this has to like, just by the nature of storytelling, this has to unravel eventually. Right. So right. I thought it's it was like, going to then. Yeah, I thought that's when it was going to start, but it kind of it doesn't really until like the third act. Then it really yeah. starts unravel. But but I, I like that they I like that they sit with it like only in movies from like this old. I, it's kind of a lost thing maybe at this point. We're just like they sit with that moment where they're just like, uh, you need to have that dummy shut up for five minutes, and they're just they're gonna sit there until. Something happens, cigars. right? They're going to not there. say much, right? Mm-hmm. And the dummy's yep. not going to say anything, but they're not going to say much, and they're just going to wait it out because mm-hmm. you're just sitting there going like, "Man, he, just, he can't make it." And you're I don't, just yeah, watching because you're just like, you're getting more tense because like mm-hmm. at any and he's moment, he's all sweaty, <laughs> right? He's sweaty because Burgess Meredith is like, "Yeah, yeah," because Burgess Meredith is in for it. He's like, "Yeah, whatever, man." Mm-hmm. Just like see if you can do it. It's like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute twenty five. And yeah. then I like the there's a good camera shot in this where it just it swivels around because it's um, Anthony Hopkins is kind of he's sitting on the couch and he's kind of squirming a little bit. And so the camera is just kind of moving to the side and twirling around. And then uh, Fats overtakes his profile, overtakes Anthony Hopkins profile. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good. He's sitting that, next to him on the couch. Right. The he's on, next to him on the couch. From, and yeah. that's a good camera shot to kind of show what's going on yeah. at this point. Like that Fats is. He's taking over. Yeah, yeah, he's overtaking that. Yeah, which so I like that. They like they pulled that off very well. Yeah, and then and he course, doesn't make it. No, he has to. He, he was. Like, yeah, I mean, he explodes in a kind yep. of. A, <laughs> and of course, the idea that Burgess Meredith is going to go back and tell somebody about this private condition that he has. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fat says basically, you know, you gotta, you gotta stop him. <laughs> And so he goes out and clubs him to death with the dummy, which I thought was important because uh, th- that way Fats killed him. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And Fats is injured. Gets his skull cracked. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> which is what I was like when they were show, when they were going with it. They were showing what happened to Burgess Meredith and they were still like, like panning up and everything. Like this is well, I'm like, I'm hoping they show that. Fats is injured as well. Like he he comes off worse. Did from you this hear thing. him moaning? Yeah, right. Because the you moan hear, you think you is Burgess Meredith. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. You hear him moaning as we move up, and then you like, oh, I'm hoping it's going to Fats uh-huh. at this point. And like they did. All right, good. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Because his I head's like, all caved in. Right. Oh, that was. But that right? was for some reason. Like I know a guy talking to himself is crazy, but mm. because it's a ventriloquist dummy, it's accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. The murder is like okay, you know. That's also crazy and, you know, immoral and all this other stuff. But I get it, like, why you would do it. Because, sure. you know, it's like, you can't tell. So I'm going to kill you. 
But for some reason, the moment that I'm like, this fucking guy is off his rocker was when we see Fats again <laughs> and he's bandaged him up like a medical bandage That's on his great. head. As <laughs> if it could fix the dummy. As if the dummy couldn't get more disturbing. Like, well, it's naked too. And like yeah. by naked, like it's like got those weird like padded arms and like chest where it looks like a, like a white pillow almost. To me, that was I was really distracted by that. I was like, oh my god! And like he has no wig on either. No, and he's fucking bandaged up. Like that's crazy. Yeah. They're bandaging yeah. up your injured dummy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that you just that broke because you beat someone. Because to you death beat someone to death. death. Yeah. Almost well, uh, almost to death. Yeah. He thinks to As death at this out. point yes. in time. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's, that's the thing too. I mean, like at this point in the movie. He hasn't, I mean, that's the moment where he, after he kills Burgess Meredith, it's like, okay, there's no really going back from this. I mean, no. like, he can't salvage his career because nope, as soon as he, he doesn't have Burgess Meredith to promote him at this point, yeah. it's like, it's done. It's like, you know, it's kind of like, this is the end game. I mean, you're, right. you're, you're, we can toast. go anywhere now. Yeah. And then he continues to like, you know, make things worse instead of playing it off like, you know, um, I don't know, you know, the where Burgess Meredith went. Right. He, you know, because uh, um, Anne Margaret's uh, husband comes home and finds the fucking the car, uh, the Rolls, Rolls Royce. Royce out in the, you know, like Corky completely forgot about the Rolls Royce. Like, how did uh, Green get there? <laughs> you know, didn't even think about it. And so now it's like we got to deal with this. Well, instead of you know going like, I don't, is he here? Did he wander off and get lost or whatever? He like fakes a phone call with him. Right. Which I'm like, anybody who's going to be able to prove that this isn't like, and this is making it worse for you right. later just when say, they find just him say dead. Like, yeah, maybe he got here, but I never saw him. And then he wandered off and got, you know, fell into the water and something else happened. Right. Yeah. Like he could play this off to where you had no interaction with this man. Yeah. Does not do that. Yeah. No. Nope. And like, how often in life do you see Rolls Royce, let alone in like as a random ass plays like that? Like, that's there's no getting out of that. <laughs> no, there's no getting out of that. Well, that's where like Ed Lauder actually has like, you know, I mean, they they play him off in the movie like he's I guess because only we hear uh, about the marriage from uh, Peggy and yeah. we want her and Corey corky to get together so he's like this awful you know ogre right so he comes into the picture and of course he's immediately suspicious that you know she's been screwing around behind his back and all this and so you're like okay this is you know going toward that stereotype and then he takes corky out on the uh in a boat on the lake we got to have a conversation and he's actually like you know i think i'm gonna lose her and all this and i'm like okay so there's actually a guy here and then he becomes like right. uh the you know like putting the pieces together of like what's actually happening like he's the one who's able to see like you know well there's this guy in the car and like where did he go and you know he's asking all these questions that you can't ignore right you know which is making it you know uh i guess driving towards his fate at that point right right yeah he's driving himself to his or to his own demise at that point yeah uh first of all never get in a boat with someone uh well maybe ever just don't get in a boat with people. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. Well, like, just especially like anyone, if anyone who says it's just wife. like, hey, yeah. 
We need to talk. <laughs> After that, never get in a boat with someone. Never Just a good don't idea. Follow the person that no. says we need to talk. Right. Never anywhere. get in a boat with them. Yeah. And never go to an isolated location with them. Yeah. Just don't do it. That's what I'm saying. It is worse if you have slept with their wife. Though. Yeah, it is worse. You probably don't yeah, ever. Want. That's right. Let's go out to the secluded spot. Right. You ever here. been to the cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go there. Let's go, go there. Let's go up to the roof. Right. Yeah. Want to go play with guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Let's do that. Boats got to be like top three worst places you sure, can go yeah, with someone yeah. who hates you, though. Like, yeah. shooting range, cemetery. Yeah. Boat. Well, they rig another suspense scene there because Corky, of course, has buried Burgess Meredith's body out in the you know, dumped in it in the quote unquote. Put some rocks in his pocket. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh this is this is the dummies' advice. I think yeah. at this yeah. point. Yeah, put some rocks in his pocket. It'll be great. And anyone who's ever listened to True Crime Anything was like, right. no, that won't work. No, we went down with seven center blocks and they showed up a week later. Yeah. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. Not going to work. But they make a suspense scene out of it because he ends up reeling in something. And is oh. Quirky going to have to brain him with the uh, the boat? Or <laughs> And he's preparing. He's going to brain him. I mean, honestly, at that point, if he would have, like... That kind it, of would have solved a lot of his yeah. problems. Right. It would have yeah. solved some shit. Like, yeah, I don't know. We went out and he fell in the water. You know, that's all you have to say, right? Well, it was a boating accident. These people live in such <laughs> a remote... a boating accident. Yeah. These people live in such a re- remote location. Like, who is really going to notice if any of them go missing? You know what I'm saying? Like, because then the only one left at that point is Anne Margaret. So who cares? Right. He yeah, might, yeah. He might as well like, just yeah. follow through and done it. Like, yeah. Because yeah, he just he makes probably- it... A- you know, harder for himself again. Mm-hmm. Right. He could get away with a lot out there at this point. Mm-hmm. Just probably do it. They're basically like, you know, they're like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. They're off-season caretakers of this property. No one's going to know what happens there, you know? Yeah, no one's keeping track. Yeah. It would surprise you if I told you that Jack Nicholson was up for the role <laughs> of Corky at one really? point. Really? I would love to see that movie. When was, remember wait, that what was year this? 77. So when was uh, Shining? 80. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, Jack Nicholson and Anne Margaret had been in Carnal Knowledge, I think, like mm-hmm. the year or two before oh. that. Um, Steven knowledge. Spielberg was supposed to direct this movie. Yeah, I heard and that. He as wanted well. Robert De Niro, and I guess Lawrence Olivier was that. the first I will, per- I will choice too, for like, Burgess Meredith's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert De Niro wouldn't have been bad. That'd be yeah, good. Lawrence Olivier, I'd totally watch. I watched yeah, the shit out that of that. But yeah. that would have been right after, like the year after Taxi Driver, I yeah. guess, right? So yeah. that's why you think Robert De Niro, but. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but then he did like fucking King of Comedy and shit. Yeah. So that was his thing. But it could have been uh, mm-hmm. the guy who made Jaws, the guy who's in Taxi Driver <laughs> I, up against yeah. Lawrence Olivier in mm-hmm. Magic. Um, so anyway, Ed Lauder meets his end because the doll kills him because he's been asking yep. around, sneaking around. He found uh, uh, Burgess Meredith's body and the screws are being tightened again on Cor- right. Corky. They got me. They got me with him getting killed because I didn't know. I knew nothing about this movie. And I'm just like, I saw that dummy come up with a knife and start stabbing. I'm like, holy shit. Are we going in a different direction with this? Is this getting supernatural? Like what's going on? And then it reveals Anthony Hopkins behind the curtain, sweating profusely. Yes. Like, he just killed a fucking dude. Well, because that's but I'm like, he got me. I'm just like, holy shit, what's going on? Because the dummy, this is the first time in the movie that the dummy appears to move yes. independently yeah. of Anthony Hopkins, which I assume... They're very someone, careful about that. Oh, yeah. It only happens once, I think. Once. Without Anthony Hopkins. On the Hopkins. couch. Yeah. Yes. I saw shot. that one shot. I'm like, his eyes are still moving. Right. But that was when they were in an intense conversation. Right. And, and so that could be psychosis. And that yeah. could be so many, mm-hmm. but it happens at that moment. But yeah. that's the only that's time. If this movie was new and made today, I feel like no filmmaker today would have had that restraint. 
No. And all of them would have had the one time or more right. when the doll was like, you know, moving because that's the way he sees it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Oh, they yeah. were very good we, with it. It would have wandered into high tension levels of holes in logic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, it plays it pretty straight down the middle. It because does. It's a movie that knows that, like, what's the scariest thing here is, like, what's actually happening on a character level between these people. Yep. And the writing holds up. Because it's mm-hmm. basically, like, there's not a lot of action in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's basically a, you know, uh, a conversational drama piece. <laughs> yeah. Except one of them is a stark raving lunatic, or it becomes more and more crazy, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised dummy. this isn't like one of those like sneaky Oscar movies. You know what I'm saying? Like every once in a while, the Academy will cut horror some slack and let it have a couple nominations. I'm kind of surprised this one didn't slide in as one of those, well, right? Because it could have gone in as a terrifying love story. Yeah, exactly. The love would have got it the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Would you have given it something for Anthony Hopkins' performance? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think at least a nomination of some sort. Or, at least. or even like the screenplay, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, screenplay. But I mean, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins comes off as... He's I mean, doing well. But he's creepy. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I'm like. Yeah. I don't know if he was the best guy for this. I mean, maybe because he gives it his all, you know. Yeah, but sure? it might have been cooler to see someone who wasn't so, like, overtly creepy, mm-hmm. you know, right. that was because, a little more level-headed than normal. Right, but, and this is, also, uh, but this is also us looking back on... Knowing Anthony Hopkins as we do now, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah that's looking true. back on a movie, mm-hmm. watching it, yeah, because he had been I, in I know him dramas not, before that. I know Anthony Hopkins as nothing but overtly creepy. Yeah, like that is Anthony Hopkins to me. Because that was yeah, in because, everything I've ever well, seen. Well, it was Silence of the Lambs was the movie that made sure. him a megastar, and that was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Prior yeah. to that, I mean, he well, he was in Elephant Man and uh, a movie called Audrey Rose. So he was in some horror-ish things in addition to magic around this time. Sure. And those are probably the things where I first became aware of him. But he'd done, you know, dramatic things, the right. bounty and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that uh, prior to Silence he's of the Lambs. He's done some Shakespeare stuff, too, hasn't he? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, think I think he was in Hamlet. Yeah. I th- that's what I was thinking. I thought it might have been Hamlet, but then he I second-guessed myself. Uh, he wasn't yeah. Hamlet, though. No. I don't Not think Hamlet, it, maybe but it wasn't every, Hamlet. He's, uh, well, yeah. But it's Anthony Hopkins. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. He's, is he Sir Anthony Hopkins? I feel like he, he was in now. Macbeth, maybe, too. I'm like sure an he's old, done uh, Shakespeare. An older version of Macbeth, maybe? Uh, maybe. I don't think so, because mm-hmm. that was the... Uh, but he's done some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm sure. You know, he's a guy with a lot of the Shakespearean training, the good old English uh, right. actor. Yeah, was, where that was know. the the first and maybe only training you got. Just like, you learn Shakespeare, and then you go on to different roles from there. Yeah. Well, I mean, eventually in this movie, Fats, and this is the thing, Fats becomes the dominant personality right. there to is the point where uh, Anthony Hopkins cannot get, you know, it's like. It's he just, starts taking orders from Fats. Yeah. Which is, that's just creepy in it. Oh, yeah. Fats is telling people things that Anthony Hopkins, you know, Corky wouldn't say, but he can't stop Fats from saying these things. Yeah. Or, you know, then eventually Fats is like, I control you. It's like, and then there's this like, big reach your sequence. hand to the ceiling, like spin around like a dog. Yeah. yeah and he does it. Yeah, and you're and sitting there watching this guy and you realize there's only one person in this room. But yep. I mean, how, you know, do you see them as distinct uh, personalities? I mean, were you ever thinking of them as two people in a room it always felt like two people yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I thought. it always felt like two people. i totally thought it was going to be like a supernatural angle especially like uh the stabbing scene i was like oh that's where i like a the possessed scene, doll is right. what i the thought stabbing yeah scene is was the 
I think, and I think they knew that too, was mm-hmm. the big thing they were going for. Just like, this is the part where we're going to fuck with people. This mm-hmm. is like, if there was ever a moment where people thought like, we're going to cross a line and the dummy is going to be acting on his own, this is the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, and then they went for it big time and they got me because I'm like, holy shit, are we doing this? <laughs> like, all right, tell me that we are. Mm-hmm. But then like, you know, again, sweaty Anthony Hopkins comes out and he's <laughs> like, yeah. and he's, you know, he's. What did you do? There, what did you do? Yeah. yeah, right. So like they played it really well yeah for this movie yeah. bravo to them and then it ends up like once you've got all the other characters out of the way and uh and margaret just won't uh you know get in the car and take off with yeah them. just leave god damn it she wants to you know at least tell she her husband Duke. that you know she's leaving him which creates another conundrum it's like what what's he gonna do how's he gonna get out of this and fats orders him to go up to the house and uh, and kill her because he's already ordered him around the room, you know, on all fours like a dog. So and you know up. that Fats has control. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about that scene then where she, uh, you know, Ann Margaret's in her bedroom and it's Fats that comes to the door. Right. Basically, we don't get to see it, but I'm like, how that's else would Fats. you pull this off? But they just do it because she's having a one-sided conversation. Right. And, you know, against it's her the door. best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's only Fats's voice. It's mm-hmm. You never see Anthony Hopkins. It's like, that's a great way to express that. It's like Fats is in control. We're not going to see Anthony Hopkins because that would maybe like take away the illusion that Fats is taking control. So it's just that conversation on the other side of the door. It's like it's really well done mm. to get that point across. Yeah. Bravo. Well, we do, I guess, see him when it cuts to outside when she finally does sure. open the door. To get the uh, wooden heart. Yeah. That he's whittled for. He's a whittler. He is a whittler. Um, Ever since he, he was is young. standing outside with a switchblade, like hidden in the shadows. And I'm like, at that moment, because we'd already established at this point, you know, just the way they do the costume changes in this movie, at this point, um, both Corky and Fats are wearing the exact same clothing. <laughs> same thing. Which is creepy again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, as I was standing there looking at him, I'm like, is this Corky we're looking at or is this Fats? You know, it was like the corky is the ego is gone. (laughs) And like, that's totally fats until. Yeah. Until Uh, that bloody knife hits the floor. And you think that he's killed her. You think that he's gone. I was. They had me. They had me for this. I'm like, he killed her. That was it. That was done until, you know, there's that slight reveal. I'm just like, oh, he's holding himself. So this probably. Yes. He got stabbed at some point. Yeah. But they had me. Well, they play they it really it well. well. You know, it's like the, really the, you see well. the bloody knife come. Well, she opens the door. He's standing right. there. And then cut to bloody inside knife. the cabin. The bloody knife comes down. And he's crying and saying, yeah. like, she really liked my heart. She was saying that as she opened the door. And you're like, oh, my God. You sick bastard. Killed her. Yep. Yeah. But no. Done. Turns out he stabbed himself. Very well. Corky saved her from fats. Yes. He's a hero. Exactly. A goddamn American hero. And who does... Did he, though? Because, like, the ending of this movie, doesn't it imply things? Like, her voice, like, modulated at the very end there. Was that supposed to, like, imply that it's not over? I don't don't understand the end of this movie. (laughs) The very last scene. Well, at the end, she... So, he's... He and Fats die. Yeah. Yes. uh, You know, blood loss or whatever in the cabin. Yeah. and Margaret comes out to the cabin and all of a sudden it's like, Corky, I changed my mind. I'm going to run off with you. Right. And then, yeah, she modulates her voice. Yeah. Uh, and right. like she's pretending, you know why? Uh, this is why she's doing it. It's because his whole emotional spiel to her, 
on the other side of the door was in the voice of Fats. Right. So she's so she's saying, giving that back to him. She's giving that back to him. She's like, is that how we're doing this? Then <laughs> I can do a voice, too. Uh, you know, all right. right. This is yeah, it's not a uh, trilogy of terror situation <laughs> where she's become possessed with yeah. the spirit of fats. It's just her and like giving it back. Well, to but him. then she throws the heart up in the air and then right. cut to credits. That's it. That's why I was like, what? This yeah. is a really weirdly abrupt ending for this movie that took a long time to get to other things. I think it's just letting you imagine her finding the um, what what will end up being the remnants of this movie you know dead mm-hmm. dead people and puppets yeah because she doesn't know that her husband's dead her husband's dead. Meredith is dead. He, Meredith, he's he's dead. dead everyone's he's dead. dead it all yeah yeah yeah, I feel like she, it shouldn't be a surprise to her at this point but she doesn't but, have, but she's yeah her character i mean you think about what she knows like yeah he's, uh, both men have been re- needlessly violent towards her the mm. fact that any of them are dead should not be a surprise to her and he talks through a doll yeah exactly <laughs> exactly no like i know she'll be surprised i'm saying she shouldn't be <laughs> but she's as we said she's mentally not well so that, that was another yeah, thing no, with the end yeah, with no, her voice modulating like that it. when her voice modulated i was like oh she fully mentally broke like she's completely gone now because she's been mentally unstable this whole movie yeah if there was a sequel it would be about her it felt like a sequel setup to me it would be about her being mentally incapable mm-hmm. and finding the doll that's how she copes with own, this tragedy putting her own personality <laughs> into that doll and dealing with uh, it at that point it'd yeah. be her and like some group the therapy yeah. you know yeah. she's sitting there with the doll mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. none of these people are uh, are okay <laughs> no mm-hmm. at all yeah but there mm-hmm. it is. There it is. I there guess that's is. magic. It that's felt like magic. a it felt like a weird tag on the end of the movie for a movie that like didn't seem to work in those kinds of uh, tropes. You know, yeah. Like, it felt like the credits were going to roll when they they pull out of their you know, right. Their yeah, out yeah. the window. In yeah, the just like that was where it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Just it like, almost oh. felt like a studio note or something. You know, yeah. didn't feel well, natural with the rest of the so- movie. I'd be curious to know if it's in the book. The book apparently. So oh, yeah, it is based on William Goldman's novel. I read a little bit of it, and I know that this is part of uh, the appeal of it. But so the book is about this guy named Fats, and he has this friend named Corky. <laughs> really? <laughs> and all the chapters are like, uh, this Fats is from the uh, the Journal of Fats, so and so, and it's evidence huh. Exhibit D or whatever. Oh, and so that's you're cool. reading the the Adventures of Fats, and Corky's not himself today, and he actually like swore at me or he hit me or he yelled at me, Corky. This guy, he never does, you know. And then you find out that Fats is the dummy. So oh, that's the, great. the book has a whole nother whammy to it. Oh, that's great. And it's like, how do you adapt that into a movie? But, you know, again, oh, so the movie shit. and the book are two completely different ways of going at the same oh, story. That's a great concept for the book. <laughs> I like that idea. It's yeah. A framing device. I know. I kind of mm-hmm. want to read it now. Yeah. Bravo mm-hmm. to one. But oh. Amazon, you can go and like read the first couple sure, pages sure. or whatever. So, yeah. Wow. Um, well, okay, so stick around, listener. What we're going to do, we go around the table, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about magic and tell you individually what we thought of it, what uh, if we liked it or not, uh, if we would recommend it to you. Um, but first of all, we're going to answer some of your mail, and to do that, we're going to need the assistance of our mailman, Igor. Bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. 
Igor's got a little Thanks, little man. Igor. Does he have a tiny Igor? A tiny Igor? Is it called Igor, or would he call it something else? You'll have to ask him. I don't really, really want to look at him right now. Would it be? <laughs> if, you, Igor, if you want to handle Igor, that, Sean, go ahead. Igor and Igor. Would it be Igor. The there you go. Yeah. Igor with a Y. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So um, again, we want to remind you: uh, you can write in, join the Freak Show family on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Freak Show. On Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. By email. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. Or on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. Lisa Paget writes in about magic and says, This movie is the reason why ventriloquist dummies freak me the fuck out. <laughs> I feel like this probably scarred a whole generation, right? Had to have. An earlier generation. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was telling uh, you before the like uh, that I don't. I'm too. Uh, I was too young to to remember it. But apparently, the story is that the the trailer for the the TV spot for this movie like terrified a generation of kids because they'd apparently sure. run it during you know like prime time or kid programming. Yeah, and right, so back I, before they're just like, no, you have to run this after nine o'clock at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, they didn't just have like, those run rules wild, then. run yeah. it whenever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Todd Lamp says, "Oh, that's a new name. Hi, Todd. Hey, welcome aboard." He says, uh, "Magic is one of my favorites." Yeah. Uh, Schlock Snob writes in. <laughs> I, remember, I, I love Schlock Snob. <laughs> he says, uh, "It might be a little slow in parts, but I felt it was worth it overall. I always love getting to see Burgess Meredith on the screen, and the one thing that surprised me the most about it was that it was written by William Goldman." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blaine Peltier writes in. Oh, hello. Feels new, yeah. yeah. And hello. says, a cool uh, name. <laughs> do you all think they built the puppet to match the actor, or did oh. they cast an actor that matched the puppet? I know for sure they built the puppet to match the actor. Right, but what came first, I think, is what he's asking, because, like, you, I you think remember, Anthony Hopkins came first. Okay, but you know that Michael Keaton movie, Jack Frost? I do indeed. Do you know I, the story recently, about the snowman I puppet? Listened, I recently listened to the How Did This Get Made yeah. of that. So, uh, hello, George Clooney. Yeah. The, uh, it was supposed to be George right. Clooney, and they made, Henson Company made a bunch of the puppets to look like George to look Clooney. Like George Clooney. And then he bailed, and so they said, well, fuck it. We spent too much. You're keeping these. And so the puppet looks nothing like Michael Keaton, because, wow. yes. I don't, uh, I haven't watched in a while. I don't remember it looking like George It Clooney. doesn't really. No, it, it doesn't look like anybody, but it definitely doesn't look like Michael Keaton. Yeah. So it doesn't look like it. I I think they tried to do like the Clooney chin a little bit on it, uh, but that's like the extent right. of it. Maybe the eyes, but no, this but was yeah. definitely uh, they cast Anthony Hopkins and then made a puppet. Yeah, because yeah, it looks Hopkins. just like him. Looks just like him with the like I said, lilted eyes. I'm just wondering how far in the process he was committed before they started building. You know, right? Yeah. Big head. Mm-hmm. Well, they knocked Same the. They had a, I'm sure that the the window from photography to release on these movies because you, you know post production back in 1977 right. wasn't something mm-hmm. that took you know another year. Yeah. So it's probably shot and came out a couple of months later. So I'm sure you could sculpt the dummy and yeah record amount of time about our episode Super Mario Brothers. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Steele writes in and says, this movie is the biggest embarrassment of Bob Hoskins' career, and it has some of the worst hairstyles ever. Yeah, pretty much. It's not great. Well, Jason Hall writes in, and he says, it's a guilty pleasure for me. It's by no means good, but I found some enjoyment in it. All these years later, it's, it's nostalgia. How do, how That's for everyone. This? I forgot. Like, we all, all, well, no, I recommended we it pass? if you were eight. Sure, and I think I recommended it. I'm like, I'll show my kid. But I will not watch the movie. Yeah, but normal people right. walk okay. away. Yeah, walk away. Finding Cullen Milligan 
says the movie is akin to riding past a bad car wreck. You know it's going to be terrible, but you look anyway. I've seen this movie about two dozen times, and no matter how awful it is, I can't stop watching it once it's on. There's got to be a thing about this movie that clicks with some people that I'm not getting, because that's like the third person that's told us they they cannot stop watching it. Cannot and they, stop watching Yeah. What is it? Like, what is it about this movie? People, A lot of people are like, I don't like it, but I've seen it 20 times. It's like, well, why do you keep watching it? Is, it's one of those where... It, there's been many a time where I'm just like, I'm going to go out and meet friends today. And then I'm just leaving the house. And I'm like, oh, Mario Brothers is on. And I'll sit down and be like, I'm going to watch I, this for a I little bit. I cannot relate to that at all. It's literally <laughs> never happened I don't to agree me. with it, but I'm just saying like, it draws you in somehow. I can't explain it. I can't it. believe it. No. I can't, yeah, believe, I can't it. believe it either. Uh, about our previous episode on the movie Detention, Grant Parrish writes in. What's up? And says, you want to talk weird movies starring Ron Jeremy? Let's try One-Eyed Monster. Aliens possesses penis. That's a dick movie, right? Which is detached, it has detached itself and it goes around, you know what? I don't want to give too much away. It's part survival horror, part alien invasion, all ridiculous. Sounds kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, I might check I like it out. Isn't that ridiculous? It's all it feels like it is, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. I tried to you read must. it in that kind of inflection. Hopefully I was able to. Bravo. I, I'm curious. Thank you. I'll look into it. I'll report back. <laughs> I expect to I give myself story. homework. Uh, for our best of 2018 oh, episode. Oh, yay. Big Poppy and the Tale of the Stinky Digit writes in. <laughs> I love that. The Tale of the Stinky Digit. And says, listening to your best and worst 2018 episode and laughing at how hard Michaela is hating on Hereditary. <laughs> Hates. It Hates Hereditary. like a seething hatred, like she was close to tears or violence. Very I, emotional. I was like 12 hours off of she having hate, watched yeah, it when we recorded that. I stayed fan. up late and paid an obscene amount of money to watch that movie at home by myself. And so All I was, worth. yeah, it was, I was cramming late she for that final. So she's not a fan. Uh, about our past episode, Dracula, AD 1972. Tony Genoway writes in and says, it's hard for people who didn't grow up with Hammer Horror to get why those of us who did love it and forgive its many issues. I own a hundred Hammer films and all the horror ones Shit. from the earliest, barely watchable noir efforts up to the latest stuff. Okay, so here's what he was saying about the movie, because we were talking on that episode. Uh, I think we erroneously said that Peter Cushing was not in a Doctor Who. Tony says Peter Cushing wasn't in the TV series, but he played the Doctor in two films by Amicus, Doctor Who and the Daleks in 1965 and the Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD in 1966. They do a lot of those movies, so These are not recognized as canon at all? Apparently not. I don't know. Keeping track of Doctor Who anything is really difficult. After all these years, yeah, I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. So he was the Doctor. Peter Cushing. Is there nothing the man can't do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he has done it all, Colin. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. From Sherlock Holmes to Grand Moff Tarkin Mm -hmm. to Van Helsing. He's on the wall, right? He's got to be. He is on the wall. Christopher Lee is not. Is, what? We're going to have to fix that. We need one more Christopher Lee okay. movie right. to put him on we'll the wall. Find All one. Right. We'll find something. So that brings us to the most exciting part of the podcast. When we throw magic to the wolves, we're going to go around the <laughs> table and now, tell you what When we you said that, I, 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 I wasn't thinking of the movie. I was thinking of just magic. Throwing yeah, magic. I had a very weird throws, visual like, image. That was yeah. a phrase, like, we're throwing magic to the wolves. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that's that's great. Yeah. We're just throwing magic to the wolves right now. Well, I mean, they have to live on something. <laughs> oh, give great. them magic. There it is. All right. So we're going to start with... Uh, Michaela. 
Why but are we starting with me again? Guys, y'all keep trying to put it on me. That man has lost his mind. I know. I'm There's tired of starting one with you, Colin. less here today. I'm tired of starting with you. It always yeah. starts in the same spot. I know. I know. All right, Colin. We're going to take this power away from you, Sean. You can't handle it, apparently. You can have it. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I will take it. I'm tired of having responsibility on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I actually tried to trick him by actually. <laughs> I think did. I gave him you, a you sub. Right. It was the body movement of you. You were just like, you But he should know better. How many hundreds of episodes? Very, have you been no, doing I'm this? very influential. Like, <laughs> like, you can influence me, like, no matter what. I purposely didn't make eye contact with you so you wouldn't look at <laughs> right. me. You all need to look down. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. Colin. Go ahead, Colin. Colin yeah. what did you, we always go to you. Colin, what did you think of magic? Um... <laughs> See, I go to him, and then he's just like, Ugh. Well, now it's my, I have to collect myself a moment for it. Oh, no, you it's, couldn't uh, do this while I was fucking up? Come on. This one's really easy. This is uh, <laughs> uh, a complete recommendation. This is, I mean, it's a really smart uh, thriller. It's uh, a suspense, you know, it has, it, the moments of suspense, I think, work. Uh, the character dynamics uh, between the main characters, and there's so few of them, it could almost probably be a play. It's one of those kind of movies I'd where go you watch could do that. like the stage version of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, it feels like anything I'm going to say is pretty much maybe I've been tipping my hat the whole way through. I don't know. So I've been it doesn't have to be long. You could just mm-hmm. be like, get in and out and be like, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to warn you against. Is the pace long? By today's standards, maybe, but, you know, uh, I think if you like good dialogue, good characters, you know, this is uh, 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 one of those, uh, yeah, it might be too, uh, it might be too good for the freak show. This is like a legitimately good movie. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised that Sean has never heard of it. Never well, I mean, a lot of, of movies, you know, you surprise me when you haven't seen them, right. but to not even have heard of never it. Never heard of it. Which, uh, you know, that kind of scares me that, you know, is this movie falling away to, uh, especially because it's got Anthony Hopkins in it. I would have oh, no, figured I that think... people would know that, like, yeah, he did, uh, you know, these are his horror roles or no, whatever. No, I think it's definitely falling away. Yeah. Uh, so then you got to go spread the word of magic. Check it out. Show it to everybody that you know and love and make them watch it with you. Uh, it's a great movie. Michaela, what would you think? I would love to see a stage play version of this. I, think, I would, too. I think Starring this, Anthony Hopkins. Well, I just I, was, I actually think that this is the kind of story that it's almost like a raisin in the sun kind of thing where you could plug in different people constantly into this and it would be a really great acting sure. showcase for yeah, them. And I would yeah. love right. to see different people in this same setup over and over again. It would be good. I, like I said, I don't know if I'd say I'd want a remake of it, but I would like to see more versions of it. it if it, Just the yeah, same script just with the different same people script with it? different people. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I really do think like, why don't people pull monologues from this movie and do that for auditions? You know, like there's a lot of good, good material here. And like, Every once in a while, when we watch something on this show that has some like a William Goldman type attached, it's usually like a weird point in their career, and like it's like Intruder. We're like, how did this ever happen? It slipped through the cracks. <laughs> but like everything about this is competent. It's not just a good screenplay, and everything else is you know kind of B level. It's all like I said, I'm really surprised it didn't slide into the Oscars a little bit, even if it was just for a screenplay or for do we look for something up? like that. No, I mean, I, I didn't I find didn't. anything about it, right. but uh, I would I, I would definitely recommend it. It's a, For me, it was a little slow in some parts, but that was all part of the greater story it was telling. It was I think it was kind of necessary right. to be you slow in some parts. You can't be all dummy all the time. Right, right. But yeah, I think, he, I mean, it, 
dummies are one of those things that it is this movie is timeless in its creepiness and in its thriller nature like nothing about that ages poorly dummies will always be always be creepy and we keep perpetuating this idea that they are nothing but creepy so because they don't change much no like over as we're seeing this we're just like from this to anything that's been recent like yeah dummy is a dummy right they still bring this stuff up in like goosebumps movies Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't change all that much. Right. And so, now every time you think of a creepy dummy, it's like, do those guys remember, are they going back to magic? Is that where right. the dummy this, in, in right. uh, Goosebumps comes from? Or, do they remember you know? that? Well, even if you think about, like, even the one time there was, like, a dummy on Seinfeld, it was played like a horror movie. Mm. That episode I will never be able to forget because it terrified me, you know? So, like, like oh, did this, was this the movie that, like, made that happen? By the way, car. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, no, was, okay. was, this the, was magic the movie that like forever from now on dummies are going to be? It uh, might have been because the, it's the sounded, alter, creepy alter ego. You know, you would really mental, have to ask everybody who ever put a dummy in something yeah. if this is something right because I've, again now it's just I've a never, pop culture thing right but i've never heard anybody reference this in mm. pop culture as like oh well we did this it's been like, copied so looked, much that we, we forgot where it started maybe like magic and all this like i've never heard it mentioned in reference mm. to anything that's been made recently mm. it, it might be it's been copied and copied and copies maybe. have copied so much that like it forgot where it started but i wouldn't be surprised because like it seemed like this was a big thing at the time. You know, this movie was a big deal when it, it came out. It doesn't seem so. like they were making a lot of dummy movies at this time, so it mm-hmm. feels like it would be a big thing. Yeah, but it's, it's not like the cheap uh, horror movie. This is no. like a this prestige, is prestige right. movie. Yeah, Richard right. Attenborough with everybody you know, who's yeah. attached to it. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because it almost seems like not so much in horror settings. Well. Yeah, horror settings too, but it almost seems like when it's a lazy thing for writers to do now to bring a ventriloquist dummy into something. <laughs> like if you want, like I said, if you want shorthand for this person's creepy and a loner and not right, yeah. no quicker way to do that than to give them a ventriloquist dummy. Like no well-balanced person in a movie has a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy. Never. That's it just never now. happens. Right, yeah. yeah. Listener, if you know of one, please let us know. But definitely recommend Sean. Oh, wait. Before that, I got it. Uh, it was not... Anthony Hopkins received both the Golden Globe and the BAFTA nomination, not the award. Oh, nominations. You got a BAFTA still, nomination for this? That's great. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's like a, at this point, that's a career highlight for mm-hmm. Probably, a right? British yeah, actor at this yeah. point to yeah. get a BAFTA nomination. I think he had done other stuff. That, that's great. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. Um, uh, like Colin said, I think this is a, a, a very easy uh, recommendation. Um, like you said, it's too good for the freak show. Like, it's a legitimately good movie. It's made by good people. It's written by good people. It's acted by very good people. Um, I was, again, it's off putting to me because A, I don't like dummies. So that automatically puts it in, you know, the category of like, you know, plus to that. Um, but I think everyone's doing a really good job in this movie. Um, I, I like watching Anthony Hopkins. Um, act as both, you know, uh, as uh, Fats and um, what's Corky. As Corky in this movie, um, I'm really enjoying that. Um, I, it, it does feel like, uh, as much as I want it to be on set, him throwing his voice to to Fats. In the scenes, mm-hmm. it, it is recorded because he's doing it really fast. He's doing you know, it really switching fast between and dramatic I'm, and right. You know, and I'm watching fat. Corky the entire time, going like, I, "Can I see him saying this stuff?" And just like, there's certain stuff. Obviously, they recorded it later and mm-hmm. put it on, but um, it's a legitimately good movie. Like it, it, 
it's uh, it's just a lot of good things. Um, um, well acted by everybody. I recommend Magic. Uh, surprisingly, um, uh, it's the only dummy movie I'll probably ever recommend. <laughs> fuck all the other ones. Uh, because they are probably far less interesting than this one, right. but I like, I really like what they do in this one. So uh, I definitely recommend Magic. Sometime, yeah, it was, it was really good. And I really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a thumbs up from me. Awesome. Well, then that's a freak it's show. too easy, freak show uh, viewers. <laughs> so uh, maybe uh, give hey, some after the past two movies, I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> it. You did give us some hard ones <laughs> the first two times. Yeah. This one was a little easier. Well, we might be in for, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but so the final uh, viewer choice mm-hmm. movie, the one that uh, got the most uh, votes is maybe another one that's going to be a little easy. <laughs> it be like, might be, woo! yeah. I mean, because it's generally reviewed as a good movie. We're going to find out and tell you, but it's a movie called Train to Busan. All right. Zombies. Good. I haven't I seen it, but I've heard it's Korean, really it's good. It's a Korean zombie movie, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. That sounds right. You think. I don't think it's Japanese, right? It. Where's Busan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you guys haven't seen it? Nope. I have oh, okay. not seen it. I've heard I've nothing but good things about yep. it. Yeah. Good yeah. Everybody was like over the moon, like yep. best zombie movie of all time or the least of the modern. <laughs> so vintage, we'll have so. a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Train to Busan is next. You picked it. We're going to watch it. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark. <laughs>